I work with a lot of couples and often I'll work with men and they kind of put on this front, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, but yeah, totally. <laughs> Five minutes in, they're like, this is, oh yeah, I got, you know, they're so into it. They just like need to let down the, the wall a little bit. Welcome to the Wellness Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, and I'm excited to take you on a journey to reclaiming and reconnecting to your magic, the magic of your health, your wealth, and your soul's purpose. As a woman's wellness coach and business mentor, I've been coaching women for over 15 years, helping them rediscover their innate abilities to heal, to transform, and to manifest their deepest desires. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of inspiration and information, diving into the multifaceted approach of what it means to live to our fullest potential. Let's do this. This is a Soulfire production. Welcome back, everybody. I hope you are feeling fabulous. Very excited to introduce you to my guest today, Emily Green, known professionally as Emily the Medium. She is a highly acclaimed psychic medium who specializes in supporting families in connecting to the energies of their children or their spirit babies at all phases of their journey, whether they're struggling with fertility challenges, they are in the preconception phase, or while they're pregnant. And in addition to this, Emily also supports families in raising their sensitive children and helping them to acclimate to earth, as well as helping individuals understand and master their innate intuitive abilities. So excited for you to dive in and learn from Emily today. I coached with Emily for quite a few months and really stepping out of that, I guess you could say traditional coaching model, um, having somebody that of course, it's a psychic medium, but can really connect on that spiritual realm and diving into all things business and health and well-being and, of course, spirit babies. So I'm not in a position right now where I am actively conceiving or trying to, so let's just be clear about that and let me get that out of the way. But connecting with spirit babies, I'm all open for that. And I have received some very profound messages over the you know past few years from my spirit babies and I've had many friends of mine receive messages from my spirit babies, um, and of course, what Emily has been able to share on some of our coaching calls and the messages that she has brought forth for me have just been really beautiful and profound. Um, so in today's episode, she shares some really beautiful stories, and we do dive into, of course, how to communicate to the souls, with the souls of the children that you're meant to have. We talk about conscious conception. We talk about what being a spirit baby medium actually is. We talk about energetic fertility challenges and blocks. We often hear about fertility or infertility from a perspective of physical challenges or hormonal challenges. So we address it from more of a spiritual energetic perspective. And we also dive into receiving messages from your spirit baby, you know, having others in your life receive these messages. Maybe you're not getting the messages from your spirit babies, but maybe you have siblings or friends that are receiving these messages and passing them on to you. So there's a lot that we dive into here. It's a really beautiful conversation. And if perhaps you're in a position right now where you're thinking of conceiving and maybe you want to connect to your spirit baby, well, then this is going to be the perfect conversation for you. And outside of spirit babies, maybe you are just looking to connect with loved ones, maybe pets who have passed. A lot of the information that she shares here today can help you do that as well. So let's dive in. Enjoy. 
Hello, Emily. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Um, I love you and I love your podcast. So I'm very happy to chat with you today. Thanks for having me. Uh, you're you're so sweet. Thank you. That means a lot. And I love you. And it's so funny. I was about to say, hello, Emily, the medium. Welcome <laughs> to it. Because I always refer to you as Emily, the medium. Yeah, I was about to say it's that. It's funny. But... I have like family members who will be like, Emily, the medium, you know, like they'll like refer to me as that. I'm like, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, it's one of the things that just rolls off the tongue. And I have friends it's, who have their names too. Dicks. Right, like I think of you, a holistic wellness witch. Yeah. I'm like, oh yeah, my friend, you know, holistic. That's, that's, that's <laughs> it's how it's the way our minds work right now. Totally. It totally sticks. So Let's start off with you sharing a little bit about yourself, what you do, so our audience can get to know you a little bit better. Yes. So professionally known as Emily the Medium, um, and I have been practicing in the field of all things spirituality for almost a decade. Um, I began my work and my practice as a traditional medium, which is, you know, connecting with people's loved ones, um, on the other side. And that was a big part of my practice for a very long time for, for many, many years until at the end of 2019, my practice started to shift and I started getting these messages that it was time to, and this was also validated in my physical reality, that it was time to work more with, um, instead of kind of the transition from, you know, after the end of the afterlife, you know, at the, at the end of life, life, death, physical death, um, to start working with actually the beginning of new life, which is, you know, the beginning of conception and, um, new, these new energies coming in, new children and fertility and all these things. And for me, you know, I had absolutely no experience or understanding of this really at all. I mean, I was still young. I was like in my early twenties, I wasn't thinking about fertility really. I was just sort of like, I'm, you know, doing the spiritual business and I'm happy and it's wonderful. And so it was kind of a, uh, shocking, um, revelation that this is where my work was going to shift to. I couldn't have expected it or predicted it. Um, and so I just found myself thrust into this world of still doing, you know, other kinds of energy work and mediumship and healing work and this sort of thing and mentorship. You know, I've always been interested in, in helping people understand their intuitive abilities and understanding how their intuition works. And so I was still doing all of that, but all of a sudden it kind of seemed like my work was taking a shift into the realm of conscious conception and spirit babies, fertility, um, uh, fertility challenges and so on and so forth. And so that's where I found myself. And, um, that, yeah, that's basically what I do is I work with families who are interested in connecting with the energies of their children at different points of their journey, whether they're still deciding if they want to have children whether they are preconception, they are trying to conceive, they're pregnant, or if they're about to give birth. So it's quite a wide range um, of, of places that I can work with somebody, but that's kind of where my work has transformed into. And I think it's this really beautiful metaphor of like, I was working with, you know, death and the end of life, and now I'm working with new life. And so there's quite a beauty in it. Um, at least I think so Absolutely. anyway. Yeah. Of course. Absolutely. So it was the spirit babies that came to you and were like, Hey, you need to do this. Basically. Like, yeah, basically. Yeah. And they kept coming in in different readings. I would be doing a reading for somebody that would just, you would never think that this would happen. You know, a, a woman in her sixties who wasn't interested in this, but you know, she had a miscarriage when she was 25, you know, almost like, you know, 20, 30 years ago. And she needed to yeah. heal from that miscarriage and the soul of the child who was involved in that miscarriage wanted to talk to her. So just like, it started to happen wow. in the weirdest ways that I could have never 
expected or predicted, but it was literally like I had, you know, I was not in the driver's seat. They would just come in, find their way, communicate what they needed to communicate. So um, I was definitely kind of just like, I was along for the ride, but I was like, what is happening? This is, this is going in a whole for new direction. Sure. Yeah. That's amazing. So for those who are listening, who may not be clear about like, cause there's psychic, there's medium, there's channeling, like maybe just breaking that down a little bit. So we have a bit of context, you know, specifically sure. to what medium mediumship really is. Absolutely. Means. Yeah. And in my definition, and some others might define this differently, but in my definition, you know, medium, if you look at even at like the root word, um, medium mediator, it is being an in-between, it is being a in between. Mm -hmm. It is being in between two things. And so for me, mediumship is being in between two worlds. So there's the physical world that I live in and that I reside in, you know, most of the time. And then there's this kind of this Mm non-physical plane of existence. And people define that in different ways. Some people call it, you know, the other dimensions Some people call it heaven. Some people call it, you know, the other side. There's all these kind of different names for the same thing, which is basically just being in a non-physical place of existence. And so being a medium right. in many different ways. And this could be for somebody who's working with past loved ones, with, you know, animals, with, um, spirit babies, with spirit guides, even, um, is really just being kind of a go between, between the physical world and the non-physical planes of existence. So that's kind of how I would define medium. And it can take on a variety of different definitions, depending on the type of energy that someone is interested in contacting in this kind of other frequency. So that's how I would define that. And then in the ter- in terms of psychic, you know, I think, and honestly, both words have kind of gotten a little convoluted and a little confusing. So right. it's actually a really good question because most people are like, what is it? What's this? What's that? What's the difference? Right. right. Um, yeah. And I actually feel that that part of that is because of um, some of the confusion that existed in like the 80s and the 90s and the early 2000s around you know, psychics and mediums. And a lot of people used to say like clairvoyant medium, which, right. which would clairvoyant is basically seeing. So this would be somebody who could like see, you know, an energy that walked into a room that was non-physical and blah, blah, blah. So part of like the confusion is, um, just some of the languaging that has been used in the past. And so I understand most people are kind of like, what is going on here? So by contrast, psychic work, um, or, you know, synonymous intuitive and psychic are kind of synonymous in most spiritual circles, but psychic is really just being able to tune into both on the physical plane and in non-physical planes of existence, um, subtle energy basically. So, you know, of course, like we have the things that we can see here, feel, touch, water, books, you know, blankets, all these things. And psychic is just sort of being attuned to subtle energy movements, um, that are non-physical for the most part. So that could be, you know, a shift in energy in a room when one person walks in versus another, it could be, you know, feeling energy in a space, in an environment, in a house, in a room, in a closet. Um, psychic could be, you know, going out and talking to a cashier and being able to sort of pick up on the challenging experience that they had before they came to work that day. So it's kind of a, there's a lot of different ways that it can, um, that tuning in psychically or being psychic can present. And it's also my belief that everybody is psychic, like every single person, every being is, has, has psychic ability. Um, and that's really our Mm -hmm. natural state. And we've kind of just gotten, um, gradually, uh, ancestrally and also in this present kind of incarnation, we've gotten conditioned out of paying attention to it. We just don't know how we're not taught how to pay attention to it. So anyway, but to sum that all up, psychic is really kind of being attuned to 
subtle energy movements that other people may not be able to um, perceive. Got it. Okay. That's a great breakdown. So did you have these sort of psychic and medium abilities from when you were young? Yeah, I did. I had the kind of I, I, I hear a lot of other people talking about the kind of quintessential, like sensitive psychic child experience. <laughs> right. You know? Right. It's like, it's just like seeing things that weren't there talking about like going into portals in my closet and telling all the neighborhood kids that I had a portal in my closet, which, you know, caused <laughs> interesting issues in the, with the neighborhood parents. They're like, why is anybody telling everybody that there's a portal in the closet? So it's kind of weird. Um, I love you. And you knew like what a portal yeah, was. That's what like, I said. I used that again. Exact language. It's, I don't know where. Oh, I, I don't. I just knew. I was like, there are such things as portals, and I knew that the house that I was living in, and this specific location in the house, there was some sort of kind of energy vortex that existed mm. there. So, yeah, it, it was. Uh, it was. It was interesting, you know. And, and and like most people, I and most other sensitive people who grow up really sensitive and very psychic, I you know had to make the decision to shut it down at a certain point because when I was like For around sure. age ten or eleven, because. Um, it was just too hard to exist in the world and have everybody just like questioning your reality and your experience and thinking you're kind of weird and all that kind of good stuff. So yeah, I definitely had that experience. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned the term conscious conception and you were kind of, you're moving into this space of spirit babies and fertility. Can you expand on the term conscious conception? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, and again, like anything else, I have my own kind of relationship and definition with conscious conception and other educators and practitioners might look at it differently. But in my experience and opinion, conscious conception is knowing that the process of conception or even calling in a child starts months, years, sometimes multiple Mm -hmm. years before conception actually occurs. That there is a real preparation process, both in mind, body, and soul of both partners that goes on before conception occurs. And so a lot of people actually just think about conscious conception as kind of being like, while they're actively trying to conceive, which is true, that is a beautiful part too of, you know, being in really deep, um, connection and, uh, and connection, not only with yourself, with your partner, with the energy of this child that you're calling in. But what I suggest in my opinion with conscious conception is that it begins way, way, way earlier, just than just actual physical act of trying to conceive and conception. It involves, um, really taking inventory of our lives and our work and our family structures and family dynamics and trauma and, um, our fears and our hesitations and our insecurities and um, and our conditioning. You know, this is a big thing that I talk to a lot of parents about. Sure. It's like there's a huge need for parents to do some process of deconditioning from, you know, what their parents want or what their old partner told them that they should be or who they are or this sort of thing. And all of these things really... Um, transform when you become a parent and when you bring a child into this world. And so, yeah, that's my opinion of conscious conception is that it's, it's a process that begins before we actually conceive that is really meant to kind of take us from who we, who we have been to who we are going to be as we transition into the role of being a parent, raising a child, what it means to raise a child at this current point on the planet, because there's a lot, there's a lot to it. And there's like, there's, there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. So 
that's my opinion is that it's, um, it's a transformation process to call in a child for both parents and also um, to really have respect and reverence for the energy of the soul and know that it's so special and they're so special and so unique. And um, how can we just make sure that we're really deconditioning enough to show up to be the best parents that we can be for these children? I love that. That's really beautiful. So I know in your book, you mentioned how spirit babies are very advanced. Yes. (laughs) Yeah, they're really advanced. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely. Yeah, this is, I love this topic. I could talk about this all day long. So you got me, you're you're (laughs) winding me up. I'm like ready to go. Um, So what I, I'll preface this by saying I started noticing in my work. So I, you know, I had been kind of, like I mentioned, I had a big shift at the end of 2019, but I had also kind of been dabbling in spirit baby work in 2018 and also just kind of observing. I was more aware of it. I was more aware of children, the children around me, the children that my friends were having and that my family, you know, that family members had and these sorts of things. And I started to notice a really palpable shift in about 2018 where the parents were noticing a difference, especially if this was like their second child. So I would have this experience of parents coming to me, they were carrying their second child in 2018 onward. And they were saying things like, I don't know what it is, but there's something about this pregnancy that feels so different. I feel like a totally different person. There's so much that's coming up for me during this pregnancy. I am, you know, on this roller coaster of like transformation and spiritual awakening and growth and all these things. And I feel like I'm, people would say like, I feel like I'm going through like a a plant medicine ceremony, like during my pregnancy. (laughs) And so I'm like, there's something to that. Like, I don't, I didn't feel that that was a coincidence. I didn't feel that that was just, you know, singular to the individuals, the, the mother's experience. I felt that there was something to the actual energy of the, the soul that this mother was carrying. And all of these mothers that I talked to at the time were carrying that was different. And so I felt that already. And so I'm the kind of person that's like, I like to track things and observe things and collect data. And that's my style. I'm like, let me collect, let me just mm-hmm. like observe and collect as much data as I can. And so once I had For that sure. idea and that kind of theory, there's something different to these energies that are coming in. I started to track that and I started to watch. And as these children were coming in, they were operating differently. They were able to do things much earlier on in, you know, three weeks old, four weeks old, five weeks old, than was kind of the norm or then has been the norm. Um, they were just moving differently. They were more sensitive to light, sound, energy, emotion, all of these different things. They made intense, intense eye contact from very early on. Like they were staring into these parents' souls and the parents were telling me there's something different about this child. I don't know what it is. I just know there's something different. So Mm -hmm. that was kind of my first clue. Like there's something to this. And as it goes in my work, as the second I start to observe something, I'm given more opportunities to kind of connect with it and to, to form, you know, um, my own hypothesis on these things. And so then I started being sent all of these, all of these more parents and children who were kind of confirming what I thought and were giving it to me in many different ways where, you know, the second that I conceived this child, my whole life just shifted. Like everything changed. I didn't want to do the work I was doing anymore. I needed to move cities. I needed to move countries. I, you know, wanted to research a very specific topic. I had a health revolution. I changed the entire way I take care of myself. So again, I was just like, it's, it's, these energies are really coming in. And I talk about in the book, how they're these kind of advanced children are bringing in these very specific frequencies. And one of them is what I call the activator frequency, which is they're here to activate 
They're here to activate the mm-hmm. planet. And by proxy, they're activating their parents and they're activating For the sure. people that are around them just because they're just being who they are. They're, they're bringing the energy that they're bringing in. So that kind of started in 2018. And I mean, Sam, it has just been like case study after case study after case study of like parents sending me videos of their eight week old daughter saying hi and hello to the dad that was talking to her. I mean, clearly like this is not just a coincidence this is like she's taught she's trying to say a word um and and actually is successfully doing it and you know um just so many so many so many different things these children are just so advanced and psychic and one of the things i talk about in the book too is like i only have enough data you know for children who are like maybe three four five years old and i'm really excited to see as they continue to grow older what about what else? What else are they going to do? What kinds of things are they going to get up to? You know, so it's really fun for me to kind of see and feel excited about what's coming next and how they'll present too. Absolutely. Okay, a really quick interruption to talk about myo-inositol. You've probably heard me talk about this pretty extensively on the podcast before. And if you follow me over on Instagram, you've probably seen me add a scoop of this into my morning coffee or elixir or even my smoothie. It really has a mild sweet taste and it mixes very well into liquids and water. And I love this product for many reasons. It supports mood balance by modulating neurotransmitter receptors. It promotes healthy glucose metabolism. It promotes ovulatory function. And it's really great for supporting menstrual regularity, especially in those that are dealing with polycystic ovarian syndrome. And it's been studied clinically for use in eating disorders, mood imbalance, and PCOS. I am a big fan of it and I highly recommend it, especially if you are dealing with some of those issues I just mentioned and having issues with blood sugar regulation and glucose issues, as well as weight, PCOS, fertility, issues with your cycle, and finding even that you're really moody, especially in that luteal phase of your cycle, myo-inositol can really be a game changer for you. I personally love to use the one from Canprev. It is dairy-free, gluten-free, GMO-free, soy-free, vegan, and sugar-free. So head on over to your local health food store or search online for the Canprev Myo-Inositol. Okay, ladies, a really quick interruption to talk about stress. Now, let's face it. It's really hard to avoid stress altogether, but there are so many simple changes that we can implement through diet and lifestyle to really support our hormones and our adrenals. I've created a five-day video mini course to help you heal your relationship with stress. It's called Your Stress Detox. If you'd like to get your hands on it, head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash stress detox, and you will receive this five-day mini course straight to your email inbox with simple videos that you can watch that contains tons of strategies to help you optimize your hormone health and heal from adrenal burnout. Really excited for you to get your hands on this. Again, head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash stress detox. I don't even know how to ask this like next question. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, like where, where are they from? It's, it's almost like what I want to say is like, where, cause yep. you know, they, I feel like they've existed for years. Mm-hmm. Do, do you know what I mean? Yes. And, and yeah. And like, they're making this decision to come here now. Yep. I'm with you. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So it's like, where, 
where did they come from? Yep. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I'm totally with you. I'm with you. And I, it's, a, it's a very interesting question. And I have wondered the same thing myself is like, okay, so we're observing that these energies are very different. They're bringing in a very different frequency. They have all these different skills. They've got all these different things going on. And so that was my first question too. It was like, well, is there a, exactly, is there a difference in where they're coming from or the kind of the quality right. of the energy that's coming in the soul, right? And so the answer that I've received, and I've received this in kind of in different ways, is that basically there, we could talk about like the entire timeline of like the last 100 years too, and I'll kind of go back a step because this all makes more sense with this point, is that at post-World War II, we're taking a turn here, and I'll, I'll bring it all back together. It's all good. <laughs> Post, yeah. Post-World War II, basically the earth and the planet and the frequency of the planet was in a really not good place. It was at kind of a tipping point where things could have continued down a very negative and very dark trajectory. And there, the, the, the kind of the longevity and the health of the planet was not looking good at that time. So basically whenever there's, um, whenever there's sort of issues on planet earth, there are energies that are sent in to sort of balance and harmonize and activate and kind of fix the energies that are happening on the planet and to kind of get things back on track basically. And so really we could actually say that this time and all these advanced children that are coming in is p- perhaps linked to that kind of tipping point that we had in 1942 post-World War II that, you know, there was a, a huge kind of tipping point that we were at again in 2020. And I think that these energies knew that that was coming. And so that's why they started incarnating in 2017, 2018, 2019, mm. 2020 to basically balance out and harmonize this sort of energetic frequency. And so in my opinion and in my experience, you know, a lot of these souls coming in are, you know, what we would call star seeds. So these are just like energies that are, are from they, their energy doesn't originate on earth, which if this is a new concept for you, it's, you know, it's kind of a little, it's a little whatever, but it's, these energies are kind of coming in to bring in these different planetary frequencies that, um, basically they're kind of carrying their own philosophies and their own learnings and teachings from these other planetary systems to give to earth. And so there's so many of us here right now, there's so many of these starseed energies, you know, you are one, I am one. We, I, I know so many people who kind of represent the starseed archetype, which is that we're bringing in a specific knowledge and frequency from these other planetary systems that earth is missing or doesn't have. And so Mm -hmm. that's exactly what's happening now as well, is that there's these energies who are bringing in a frequency and a knowledge and a wisdom that earth is needing right now, that earth is is really desiring and needing. And so I think that a lot of them are, you know, these kind of starseed energies. I think that my, how, what I've been shown is that there's a lot of energies that are coming in now who had previously basically retired from incarnation. So they were kind of like, I'm good. I'm done. I'm, you know, I'm like in my retirement years, I'm I'm complete. (laughs) And that they actually, you know, sent that there was a need that there was an importance for their energy to be here and so they decided to kind of incarnate back at this time so a lot of what we would call kind of very um very experienced or or wise soul energies are coming back in at this time um and yeah just like a lot of really high high energy beings lots of very intelligent intelligent energy beings are coming into um into human bodies children's bodies at this time it's very exciting wow Oh, for sure. It's very fascinating. It really is. (laughs) So I'm sure the question that so many people are thinking right now is how do I communicate with them? Where do I start? What do I do? And, and I'm, I'm certain there's so many people and 
who are feeling like I don't have those abilities. There's just, there's no way that that's for me or that I could ever connect with those abilities. So yeah, yeah, let's, let's talk to that. Absolutely. Yeah. The how. And it is, it's the number one question that I get every time I, you know, open up questions or ask, you know, talk with my community. What do you want to know? It's like, how do I connect? Or I tried to connect and nothing happened or I asked for a sign and nothing came, or I tried to meditate and I didn't get anything. And so I think it's, um, it's a, it's a very prominent question. And I really encourage in my work, like, yeah, the, the connection, the building a relationship, the opening yourself up to communication is very important. And so like you said, the biggest question is, okay, how do I do that? So mm-hmm. the first thing that I will say is that it is spirit baby communication is very, very similar to any other kind of, um, meditative, uh, you, you know, universal communication type experience. And so if you have a baseline already, you have kind of a foundation of you are a meditator, you're a yogi, you know how to get into a kind of a relaxed state of mind. You know how to go into a micro trance like state. You, um, mm-hmm. can go out in nature and just feel really connected and really clear. And just like, you're getting all of these kind of intuitive hits. So that as a baseline is really, really helpful. And so sometimes what I suggest to people, if they're looking to open up to spirit baby communication, but they're totally new, they've never meditated before. They're like, this is totally new to me is to pick up some sort of basic foundational meditation practice. So whether that's doing a guided meditation a handful of times a week, whether that is I personally, and I know you are too, Sam, I I think breath work is so, 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 so powerful is that we're living in this world and it's like, it's hard for most of us to drop in and to turn kind of the monkey mind off. And I think the breath work just like so beautifully allows the body and the channels of energy to open so that we can receive. So I'm a huge fan of it. I know you are too. Um, So I think that that's a beautiful thing. Finding a foundational kind of meditation practice if you're new. Maybe if you know that you need a little bit more, you know you need a little bit more to kind of relax the body-mind system, then you can do some breath work or things like that. Um, So those two things I think are really powerful. I also think having some sort of um, exploration around your intuitive, what I call your intuitive mechanism is really helpful. And there's so many different ways you can look at this. Human design is a really good one. Looking at your authority in human Mm -hmm. design, what's your authority type, which is, you know, how you you make decisions? Are you a sacral authority? Are you an emotional authority? There's a lot of good information there just around, okay, how is your, um, how is your intuitive mechanism maybe working? How are things coming through to you? Is it in your gut? Is it in your mind? Are you, do you need to talk things out? That's, there's all, uh, of course, I'm just using human design as an example. There's so many different systems that can kind of give context to that. So that's my, that's my suggestion. I mean, going out in nature and just like going on a long meandering walk and touching trees and breathing and these sorts of things. Like we just need, I think most people are trying to go into meditation and connect with their spirit babies. And they just had like a crazy day and they were driving, there was traffic and you know, they just had a fight with their partner and then they try and sit down and meditate and nothing happens. And it's like, that's okay. It's just, just, you have to prime yourself. You have to prep yourself. You have to prep your energy to get into it. And so there's, I just gave a couple examples of ways that people can do that. And then once you feel ready, it's about getting into this kind of um, quiet and curious, what I call receptivity. It's about sending out a thought, you know, I have the intention that I want to connect with my spirit babies. And then it's about being consciously quiet and receptive to whatever comes back. That's just like super simple way to start without doing anything fancy. I also have a bunch of guided meditations that I'll send to parents and families who are looking to connect. I find that guided meditations can really just help kind of get us in the right headspace and brainwave to receive messages. Focus. Yeah, and focus. Exactly. Yeah. So guided meditations, 
Um, it can also be as simple as just like choosing a sign. I just did this with this couple, um, last week where again, totally new. They had no, from the beginning, they were like, I have no idea what this woman is talking about. And I was kind of like, okay, let me, let me, <laughs> I guided them into this meditation and I was sort of like, okay, you're, I'm going to get your spirit baby to send you a sign now. Um, and you know, wait and see what it's going to be. And it was really cool because they were both doing their separate thing and they both got the same sign, which was seeing a little heart in the cloud. So that was, they both had that. Both had it? They both got it. So and then when they compared notes, they were like, oh my gosh, I had that too. And then they just emailed me a few days ago and said, we were on a drive the other day. We had the, you know, the, the top down and convertible. And we both looked up in the sky at the same time. And there was this perfect heart in the clouds, right? So it's Ooh, like, you just gave me goosebumps. I know, it's so beautiful, right? So <laughs> it can be as simple as yeah. that about, go, go, you, know, you can do this individually or you can do it with your partner. It is powerful to do with your partner and kind of go, okay, let's both take a moment. Let's breathe together. Let's see if we can decide on a sign, either the same one or a separate one that we can kind of look for out in the physical world that is an affirmation of our the soul of our children's presence and that they're looking to communicate mm. and they're excited and they're wanting to make contact with us. So those are just a couple of different things that we can do to start to open up that communication. And it can take time, it can take practice, you know, learning again, like if we're, we got a really busy mind or we have a tendency to doubt ourselves or things like that, a lot of people can have a harder time at the beginning, but keep with it, stick with it, commit to a meditation practice, do some breath work, get out in nature, send out, just get in the practice of like sending out mental thoughts or intentions. I want to connect, picking signs. These are some really great ways to start the communication. Awesome. I love that. And I know for me, you know, spirit babies are not just that connection to whatever you want to call it, the other realm of dimension, you know, ancestors, whatever that might be. I know I can't get there if I'm in busy, busy, busy mind and all these projects and all these things to do. And I'm rushing through my day and like, it, it just doesn't happen for me. And it, it, I have to purposefully create the space and the environment so that I can feel calm. Like I can't, for me, couldn't do that in my office, for example, where there's like books everywhere and notes and all these things and, you know, sticky notes. It's like, that's not the environment for me. Right. So it's just recognizing things like that completely. Um, and nature always works for me and it makes me feel really calm and same with breath work. Yes. So it's just, yeah, knowing those things that work for you. And exactly. yeah, when I'm super busy and I'm a very busy mind, as I'm sure many of us yeah. do, like, you know, squirrel brain. So I have to really um, intentionally quiet that down if I really want to connect. Absolutely. And that's a beautiful point. Just to sum that, that point up exactly. Like you said, it's intention. It's, you know, I think I talked to people who are like, Oh, I just, you know, was like driving in the car and I tried to have a conversation. Nothing happened. And it's like, you have to consider, okay, there's more, (laughs) you know, there's more to it takes. It takes, it's like prime. It's like prep, you know, you need like to, to, to use, like, you have to like lube yourself up a little, you know, like you have to, you have to prepare. So, um, I love what you're saying. I love the intention. It's exactly. Yeah. And I think that over time, as you create that intention in that space and you can connect more then I think in those busy times and those busy moments, like being in the cars where you might be able to actually drop in a little bit faster, right? Because you kind of built up a practice around it and like a knowing around it. Completely. If that makes Absolutely. Sense. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Now, do you ever recommend to people to maybe connect to like loved ones first or like pets, you know, who have passed because it might seem challenging or maybe hard or weird to connect to a spirit yeah. that's not 
here versus connecting to someone or something that was. Absolutely. I think it's, it's a lot easier for people to kind of, especially if they're having a hard time kind of getting their mind around the topic of there's this, you know, um, there's disembodied yeah. soul who wants to join my family. Um, like <laughs> what's going on there. I think it, it can be a lot right. easier for somebody to kind of work on building the connection with, okay, yeah, like a loved one or a pet or, um, a friend that they loved and they knew, and they knew their energy and they knew them inside and out. They loved them and they, you know, enjoyed spending time with them and they have so many memories with them to kind of open up that connection um, through whatever means possible, you know, whether on their, on their own or with a practitioner, um, that absolutely can really, really, really help. It just kind of gives that context of like what that kind of communication feels like, what kinds of things a loved one might might say. Um, and also it's, it's, you know, at the end of someone's life, they're often in this kind of a very similar period as a soul that is beginning its life, which is a period of reflection. A soul at the end of its life is, you know, I had this beautiful life and these are all the things that I did. These are the experiences I had, the memories, these are the people that I loved. Here's where I made mistakes or had challenges. And, you know, it's a time of reflection. And often for a soul that's coming in, they're reflecting on their past incarnations. And this is how things went last time. And this is what I wanted. This is what I tried to do last time. And I didn't quite get there. And this is what I want to do this time. So the kind of contemplative reflective space that each energy is in at just, they're at different points in their journey, but absolutely for us, connecting to these energies and learning how to do that. Um, it's very similar, actually the same way that we would connect to a loved one is how we would connect to a spirit baby as well. Um, is very helpful. It's very helpful. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Good to know. So I'm really curious about those, like maybe you have siblings or even friends. I know you talk about this in, in your book, you have maybe like siblings or friends who are actually connecting to your spirit baby, but you're not. Mm -hmm. I'm curious what that's about. And I asked this question because (laughs) I have so many friends that connect to my spirit babies. And I mean, I've definitely connected to them for sure, but it is also just so wild to me how like one of my friends specifically, she, she's had dreams of my spirit baby. She's had all kinds of messages and like just so many random things have shown up for her. And, um, so when I, when I, you know, try to connect to my spirit baby, I always have like this very deep connection that it is a girl, like always, that's, that's always been there. And I also want to be clear that I'm not doing this because I'm necessarily trying to get pregnant or anything, but out of curiosity for sure. So, you know, every time I, I have that connection, it's always a girl. And so my friend always has this connection to, Mm -hmm. to a girl. And, you know, the last time that we were chatting, she was sharing with me that she, so she initially had a miscarriage before she, she had her, her baby now. And she has this sense that that baby was not meant for her and it was actually meant for me. And so she keeps getting the message from her And it's just, it's so wild. So I'm so curious to kind of dive into this topic and how others can receive these messages and, and maybe you're receiving them too, but maybe actually you're not at all. And it's coming through everybody else around you. I love this. You brought up two really exciting topics, which is one, which is when everybody else is, you know, feeling all these, this energy of your spirit baby. And two, when a soul, you know, can kind of almost travel around within a different friend group or a family or things like that. So we'll, we'll touch yeah. on both of those. Cause I okay. love both of love those it. topics. So 
the first piece, um, when everybody else is connecting to the energy. So I relate because I've had this experience too, where, you know, over the last year and a half, I mean, people coming out of the woodwork, Emily, I had a dream about your spirit baby and blah, blah. Are you pregnant? You know, just like, I was like, no, but you know, it's like, you're not the first person to tell me this. (laughs) Right. Right. Like it's just people coming from everywhere and the most random people that you, you could think of my hairdresser and people coming up to me on the street. (laughs) I mean, it's just like, it's kind of almost like it gets to the point. I don't know if you had this experience, Sam, but you're like, okay, like I get it. Yeah. I get it already. Yeah. It's it's like very, um, persistent. Right. And so, yes. So how I relate to this is that, um, you know, we can, and I definitely do also same as you, I've had connections with my own spirit babies, of course, and it's been beautiful. And I think that sometimes they will actually go to other people who they know can kind of talk to us and, you know, communicate with us and influence us or share a dream or a message or things like this. Um, because it's kind of almost like they do it strategically. It's actually strategic. It's a way of kind of being like, I want you to have no doubt that this is me and that I'm communicating with you and that I'm around you and that I want to come into your family. So I'm going to go to all these other people and give them the same Mm -hmm. or very similar experiences to just really build, to kind of validate this and also like build the relationship because, you know, of course there is that element that's like, okay, whoa. But then also every time you hear about a new message or dream or whatever, it's kind of like, wow, like she's so present and she's so persistent and she's got so much to say. And she's so, you know, all, all around me and my family sort of thing. And so it builds that relationship and it's also a strategic way for them to kind of um, validate your experience. And so they'll often go to other people that they know are open and that they know can kind of deliver their messages properly and accurately. And, um, and they do, they do it kind of as a way to build a relationship, build the connection, build the communication. So I know so many people have had a very similar experience to you and to me, um, where they're like, Mm. everybody and their brother is talking about, you know, the spirit baby (laughs) came up to me in the dream or I saw the thing or they came into my room or, you know, whatever. So it's, um, it's, it's like a, it's like, it's kind of almost like, um, like an air raid, you know, it's like, I'm going to hit her from this angle and this angle, and I'm going to tell this person and I'm going to make sure she really feels me and get and gets that I'm here kind of thing. Totally. That's the first piece. And the second piece that you brought up and another really cool, um, area is when a, this is, I just, I just love this topic is when a soul, um, is only meant to, there's a couple different kind of, um, buckets of how this could work. But sometimes sure. a soul is meant to have a brief experience with one person. And then they are meant to have a full life with another person. And sometimes this can kind of overlap. This is in like our friend groups and in our families. And I have a beautiful story that I'll actually share that I think contextualizes this really well. A friend and client of mine, um, she has three children and she unexpectedly got pregnant and it was very big surprise and not necessarily, uh, definitely not planned. And there was a lot of fear. There was a lot of, we don't think we can do this. We don't think we can bring this fourth child in. This is really just impossible for us and our family. And so, you know, I I, I was working with her because she was kind of going back and forth on what to do and eventually decided to end the pregnancy. Um, But before she did, this soul that came to her said, it's okay. I love you. And there's no hard feelings. I want you to know that I'm going to be going Mm -hmm. to a new friend that you'll make. You don't know her yet. She's not in your life yet, but I'm going to be going to her and kind of like being conceived through her. And I'm going to be in her life in that way. And then we'll get to kind of have an experience together at some point in the future. 
Wow. And so about six months later, this woman kind of forgot all about that. And she went out to lunch with this new friend that she had. They had been kind of nurturing a relationship for the last couple of months. And this is a woman who had had trouble conceiving and told her on their lunch date, I'm pregnant and it's a girl. And she knew at that moment, she just said, I just knew, I knew that what that was that soul that she told me she was going to come through a new friend and you know, that that we were going to get to know each other in some way. And she said, I just knew. And so now, you know, that friend is further, it's beautiful. Right. And so Mm, it it can happen like that where these energies will kind of shuffle around or they'll come and have a brief experience with someone and then go on to have a full experience with someone else. And it's all a part of their journey, you know, and it's a part of our journey too, in in many ways, um, in in many ways it is like with your friend, you know, she had a loss and then, you know, feels that this soul is kind of wanting to come through, through you now. Right. So it's, It's a really interesting um, experience, and I've got so many different stories. I mean, so many different stories that that contextualize this exact same thing, of like you know, um, uh, two best friends, two female best friends, Mm -hmm. and one of them had been um, trying to conceive and had a really late term loss, and then you know felt that this soul that left in the late term loss was going to be conceived through her best friend, and and she was that was that's what she received, and then this. Do, this um, girl who's now fu- you know fully gr- in her mid thirties, and her mom's best friend have the most beautiful relationship. It's almost kind of like they have a mother daughter relationship too, just as this other woman has with her mother. It's really mm-hmm. quite cool to see the kind of macro level of it all. For sure, for sure. Oh, that's so beautiful. Okay, I'd love to switch gears a little bit and chat about fertility. Obviously, we hear a lot about physical fertility challenges or perhaps like hormonal fertility challenges, but I'd really love to address it from an energetic perspective and what you see showing up. Love this topic. Yeah. So, you know, what I, I'll just back up a step. When I first started working in this field, I would have so many people coming to me saying, we have unexplained infertility or we have primary infertility or secondary infertility or, you know, male factor infertility and things like this. And again, for me, I was just like, I was, I was like, what does this mean? <laughs> I, had to, yeah. <laughs> I had to do yeah. like a whole crash course in fertility because I just really was very new to this topic. And of course now, I mean, I'm certainly not an expert, but I've had to learn a lot because there is this intersection okay. between, you know, this work that I'm doing and physical fertility issues. And so one of the things that I outline in the book is this difference between an actual true physical fertility issue, which is due to a variety of different factors, whether that's egg reserve or sperm quality or so on and so forth, which is what most people are familiar with when they, when they hear about, um, you know, infertility, this is kind of how they relate to it. What I'm suggesting, what I'm proposing is that sometimes, not all the time, there are very real, you know, fertility factors, but sometimes there is something that's kind of masking as an infertility issue that is actually an energetic issue at its root or at its core, or it is something that needs to be dealt with from a spiritual perspective rather than just strictly a physical perspective. And so a big, you know, a big number of this is people who have the thing, unexplained infertility your results look great. The eggs are perfect. Sperm is good. Everything's fine. And then people go, well, what's, why isn't conception occurring? What's, what's happening? Right. And so this is where energetic fertility issues or kind of 
fertility issues can come in. They're kind of masking as this. And this can be such a broad and a vast variety of different things. A big, big, big number of energetic fertility issues is down to timing. And one of the things that I talk about is that we are, you know, here in these human bodies, we've got these minds, we're kind of running on the clock of time, which we never used to have to run off. Our ancient ancestors just ran off the sun and the moon and the trees, you know, and the seasons, they didn't run off the clock. And Mm -hmm. so, and they were very in tune with their bodies and in harmony with the earth. And so of course we've had quite a diversion from that. We're coming back to it. (laughs) Yeah, quite a shift. We're coming back to it. We're doing, we're doing better day by day. But because of that, because we're running more kind of um, diligently on the kind of man-made Gregorian calendar clock time measurement is that we've gotten really confused. And so, you know, one of the things that I talk about is, okay, so a couple is trying to conceive and they decide that, yep, you know, April of this year, everything's perfect. We've got the house, we've got the jobs, we've got the, you know, the savings, we've got the nursery all set up, we've got all these things. So they start trying to conceive and nothing happens. And then the next month, nothing happens. And then the next month, nothing happens and so on and so forth. And then they go to the fertility doctor and the fertility doctor says, everything looks great. We don't know why you haven't been able to conceive. Just relax. Just go on vacation. Don't worry about it, right? What all of these couples hear. And what I'm suggesting is that they're in that whole process, the timing of the soul, the, the timing of the arrival of the soul wasn't brought into the equation at all. And so we're working, it's kind of almost like, I was talking about this yesterday, it's almost like having a business meeting with only two of the three parties present. You're missing a party. There's somebody who's not present, who's not at the table, who's at the meeting, who can kind of talk for themselves and say, hey guys, I don't actually want to be conceived in April. I actually want to be conceived in October. So that's the month that I need you to focus on, right? So it's, it's kind of funny how these things have gotten kind of all like mixed up. So timing is a big one. Um, Another big one is location, location, location. You know, a lot of these new energies, they don't want to be born in the middle of a city center in an apartment building. You know, they they want to be connected to nature. They want to be connected to community. They want to um, be in, you know, the, the, the village. They want to have the village experience. And so, you know, sometimes there are shifts that need to happen for a soul to come in. Not, not every energy needs this, um, but, but a lot of them do. And harmony between harmony between partners is another big one of just like, you know, is there a For dissonance? Sure. Is there something that two partners aren't seeing eye to eye on? Maybe one partner really is a big believer in the traditional education system and the other partner really wants to homeschool. Well, that's something that needs to be worked out because if an energy, if For an energy sure. is coming in and they want to be homeschooled, but the one partner is like, absolutely not, they will go into the traditional education system, that's a problem right? There's something that needs to be worked out there. Not to say that you and your partner have to be on exactly the same page on every single issue to conceive, but it is important. It is something to think about. So those are a couple of big ones, location, timing, harmony between partners. Another big one is that if there are things that actually need to occur in an individual's life before conception, maybe they need to have an experience first before they are able to conceive. Maybe they need to go on a medicine journey. Maybe they need to travel to a certain place. Maybe they need to start a business. Maybe they need to um, do some family healing, some ancestral healing, right? So there's lots of different factors that can kind of um, cause delay in conception that aren't necessarily linked to actual physical fertility issues. Got it. And so for somebody to kind of I guess, figure out like what would those energetic challenges or blocks be, or even just like, how would I know the timing that they want to come through? 
would this just be an opportunity to sit yeah. and get quiet and try to make that connection? Is that what you would recommend? Yeah, that's what I would recommend. And also I think, you know, sometimes using like one of the things I talk about in the book too, is like asking for support. You know, there's lots of amazing practitioners now who I'm training and connecting with who can do this kind of communication and who can help you with this. Amazing. Um, and also, you know, a good thing with timing. One of the things I recommend to people just like super simple is like pull up a calendar, a virtual calendar or a physical calendar and take a minute and meditate before you do that, you know, get tuned in and then go through the kind of take your finger and almost like flip through the months, kind of go through the calendar, take your finger. And if you feel like you need to stop, stop where your finger is mm. and then kind of, okay, that I, I landed on February 16th. Okay. I'm going to note that down. I'm going to keep going. Okay. And then I'm going to keep going. Okay. I'm, I'm kind of drawn to in the entire month of March. Okay. That month's important for conception or otherwise. And so I'm going to kind of write that down. So that's just a really simple way to kind of use your own energy, your own body, your own intuition to sort of tune in with your spirit baby and kind of get a feel for what's their timing like, you know, and it could be like two years in the future and that's okay too. You just kind of notate it and you keep moving forward. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you for that. Okay. Last question. You mentioned, you know, your partner, maybe not being on the same page and I'm curious, you know, what if your partner isn't interested at all in connecting to your spirit baby you know what then do you feel like that causes a bit of a disconnect and yeah what what are your recommendations or what do you think about that great question i think that it's it's certainly not i mean i think that partners especially male partners you know masculine energies they just have a different way of having their own experience and so i think it's like we can even if they're not interested or they're kind of like oh i don't really know i don't want to go about it in that way they're going to have their own experience regardless and so my experience of this is like you know for uh, like the feminine kind of partner in a relationship might be like okay i'm doing the meditations i'm going out in nature to try and connect i'm doing the breath work i'm talking to the practitioners and then and the male partner is just like whatever i'll just like wait and see what happens Right. And, (laughs) and, and that's fine. And then what I find is that they're more likely to have these kind of spontaneous experiences of their own, where it's like last night, Mm. I had a dream about this child and I was like playing baseball or we were, you know, playing soccer together. I was like carrying them in a carrier on my back and I could see their face and see their eye color. And so it's very common for, you know, um, men to just go about it their connection in a different way. And so I think it's also just like leaving space for that, allowing their experience, allowing the way that they're going to connect, the way that they're going to communicate. Um, I, I definitely don't think that it's like compulsory for, for one or both partners to be like super interested in spirit babies to make conception, conception occur. Um, again, like everybody's having their own kind of their own thing. And if, if communication is important, so let's say like one of the partners is like, oh, I'm not really interested in this kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm just sort of whatever. The spirit baby will just will find another way to get through to them. Again, whether it's through another mm. person and they'll come to them and talk, oh, I saw had a dream about you as right. a dad last night or whatever. Or they'll read a passage in a book that really resonates with them on parenthood or fatherhood or this sort of thing. And so spirit babies are really intelligent in how they can kind of make communication happen, even with a partner that's maybe more resistant to this sort of topic or is confused or they're just right. not into it. Um, and they'll make it happen. And I don't think that, um, and if it is an issue, they will let, they will usually let one of the partners know, you know, I've gotten this with my own partner. It's like, it's actually important for you to like make an effort and, you know, communicate and like get into this kind of stuff. Right. Um, and I've been able to communicate with that and he was, he's doing that in his own way, which is beautiful. So I think it's, right. um, I think it's, it it is kind of a nuanced answer and I think it's different from partner to partner, person to person, but, um, 
but most, most men like really, truly, it's funny because they kind of like most, I work with a lot of couples and often I'll work with men and they kind of put on this front, like, I don't know, like, I don't know, but this, yeah, and then totally. like five, five minutes, <laughs> five bet. minutes in, they're like, this is, oh yeah, I got this. Like, this is so yeah. You know, they're so into it. They just like need to let down the, the wall yes. a little bit. So yeah, it's true. It's just like, yeah, they, they need, it's almost like they need that experience. Yeah. Like I think going through it on their own might see, seem challenging, but like having the experience with you or someone, you know, yeah, who's like been in it and can really like support them and take them through it. I, I think can just really like open the gates yeah, for them. Exactly. So awesome. Oh, I love it. I love it so much. Well, this was such a beautiful conversation. Yeah, it was. Thank you, Emily, the medium. Thank you. <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> yeah. Tell us more about your book. I love the name Thank of your you. book, A Cosmic Bond, Communicating with Your Spirit Babies from Preconception to Birth. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about that and what we can learn in your yes. book. So yeah, this book, you know, and that I I love the title too. It took a while to get this title in. It was such, you know, writing the book it was all clear and I had all the chapters laid out and it was time to name this book. I was like, oh my God, what am I going to name it? <laughs> so really the book is an exploration of um, the soul and this kind of preconception time from the soul's perspective and how we make the decision to take an incarnation and how we choose our physical body and we choose our parents and we choose really every element and aspect of the experience that we're about to have and then how that parlays and how that filters into our our experience as parents of conception and deciding to have a child and having fertility challenges. And so really, I wanted the book to kind of be this really organic, really easy kind of exploration of all of these topics kind of all across the board, starting in the pre-incarnation space when we're deciding, yeah, I think I want to go have a life. I think I want to go be in a body and go be present for this period of time that's happening right now. And kind of taking that all the way through preconception to conception to fertility challenges, super conscious conception is what I call it, pregnancy, communicating through pregnancy, preparing for birth, and then on the other side, how to actually support these really advanced, very sensitive children when they get here, which is a whole other topic. I'll probably write a whole other book on that one day. It's a big topic. Oh, for sure. And then also just kind of talking about the qualities of these new energies and really what they're here to do and the different groupings of souls that are coming in right now. So I wanted it to be kind of just like a full exploration all across the board of all different topics. And I talk about twins and I talk about um, all of these kind of niche topics that lots of people are curious about and curious about my perspective on an adoption and you know all these sorts of things. So it's all there. Amazing. It's all there. Awesome. Well, thank, thank you. you. It's beautiful. I love it so much. I'm super proud thank of you. you for writing such an amazing book. Where can our audience find your book and where can they connect with you? So it's primary places on Amazon right now. It is, I'm working on getting it right now into um, different retailers in Canada and the US. So, you know, Indigo and Barnes and Noble. And so you'll be able to find it there shortly, but for now, best places on Amazon or you can get it directly from me on my author website, emilytheauthor.com. Got to keep it consistent. Um, Love it. <laughs> so it's there as well. And the best way to connect with me is Instagram. I'm at emilythemedium. It's pretty, it's pretty um, straightforward. And that, yeah, that's, that's the best place. My website's also emilythemedium. You can find me. It's very easy <laughs> to find me. It's, 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 um, it's all the same name pretty much all across the board. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Really appreciate you being with us today. Thank you. 
Thanks everyone for being with us today. If there is anybody in your life that can benefit from today's episode, we would love it if you can share it with them. If you'd like to connect with Emily, you can find her on Instagram at Emily the Medium and check out her book, A Cosmic Bond, communicating with your spirit babies from preconception to birth. Thanks for being with us. Have a beautiful day. I'll chat with you all next week. Take care.